This is an exciting day. I've been looking forward to this day for a number of weeks. We are right in the middle of a sermon series called Kingdom Life Now. And uh, we're living it out today. Kingdom of God now. We're going public in our declaration. We have four friends entering the waters of baptism in a short while. And this past Thursday marked 25 years. Before you think that's old, let me tell you, it was only 1997. (laughs) Doesn't feel like 25 years ago now, right? 25 years ago. On November 10th, I stepped into that tank right here. My friends who are going in the tank today, a life of obedience is the most incredible ride. And who knows, 25 years from now when I'm thinking about retiring, one of you might be taken over. That's what a life of obedience does. In probably the spring of 2004, and you guys are going to have to forgive me because these milestones that we go through as a church family trigger my memories of the past. As Daryl and I lived life here and began our ministry here. So it was probably the spring of 2004 that we had a group of kids from our kids' ministry, I was the children's pastor, wanting to be baptized. We had like eight or ten of them. And it was electric. We were so pumped because typically you wait till youth. That had been the tradition before you were baptized. We had a group of kids who were committed and ready to make that public declaration. And so we were, we were all buzzing about in the morning, getting everybody ready, walking the kids to the back, telling them how it's all going to be. And little two-year-old Gracie Renee was part of it all. And she was part of all of the excitement, and she had been with the kids and, and feeling good about it all. And then the service began, and everybody took their place. Grace sat with dad somewhere in a pew, and the service began. Well, when it became time for me to appear in the tank to take on our first candidate, somewhere from out there, a little two-year-old voice declares, I want to be baptized." Why can't I be baptized? See, we had previously explained to her that, well, she understood and she loved Jesus. Baptism was so important, we didn't want her to ever forget her moment. And we just assumed it too. She probably would not remember. Not to mention she couldn't see over the side, but that's a whole other kettle of fish. So back to me being in the tank and Grace down here screaming at me up there. I want to be baptized. Then she amps it by yelling, I love Jesus too, you know. 
Daryl quickly tried to usher her out. If my memory serves me right, the ushers even tried to close the doors. But we still heard her screaming to be baptized. To this day, she remembers that Sunday. I love Baptism Sunday. And this morning, I want to take a minute to welcome our visitors. You have come, maybe you just showed up. Well, what a great Sunday to be here. But many of you have come at the invitation of one of our candidates. And thank you for joining in this incredible moment in their life. We are going to, I'm going to speak for a little bit, then we're going to get on with the main event. But you are all required to stay for cake. We have lots of cake because we are going to celebrate this and we want you to join with us as we celebrate. So today we are embarking on something that we call believer's baptism. And this is a moment upon confession of faith in Jesus, we enter the waters of baptism as believers. We are making the choice for ourselves. See, we all have defining moments in our life. Some are good and some are not so good. Each of us has different life experiences. We have different highlights and different low moments. And no two people's stories are the same. We all have these moments that define us, that shape us, that change us. Like when you get your driver's license, your first love, your graduation, marriage, children. Maybe you failed the test for the first time and you remember that. But we all have these defining moments, including the day we made the decision to come to faith in Jesus, the day we entered into relationship with the living God, the day our eyes were opened and our hearts pounded in our chest because we believed, because we knew. We knew that he wasn't just a story. We knew he wasn't, he wasn't just a false hope. We knew that he was real and he was with us and he loved us. That moment where you truly know you're a sinner and that all of your goodness is not good enough because he is so perfect and so loving and so completely other than us. This defining moment of surrender And then when we've surrendered and we enter relationship, there is a command. There is a moment of obedience here to follow with Jesus into the water of baptism. Now, I need you to know something. The water that we're about to step into, although I think it's a balmy, um, actually, it's warm. It's really warm back there. When I got baptized, it was freezing cold but we won't talk about that. It's like a jacuzzi back there right now, so it's excellent. We might linger. <laughs> we might just linger a little bit. But there's nothing special about the water. It's actually just tap water. It's just a simple ceremony. 
where we're going to stand together, give Jesus praise, and get dunked. The church word is immersed. But I like dunked. And I've promised all of our candidates that we will bring them back up. <laughs> See, this, this ceremony, it symbolizes something profound. You are about to witness four people's commitment and connection with Jesus. You are about to witness their public declaration that they have been transformed by the living God. See, we, we tend to think sometimes that this is sort of brand new in the church era. But see, entering water for cleansing actually goes back a long time. And in fact, it was really predominant during the time of the second temple. So so like 100 BC to 70 AD, in the life of Jesus even. So it was common practice to go for spiritual cleansing. It was custom for a Jew to immerse themselves in a small pool called a mikvah. And this immersion was a ritual, it was symbolic of the ceremonial cleansing before they participated in a religious festival. See, the, the law, the law would declare them unclean. Like if you were a shepherd and you were out in the field and you got to come home and you would have the opportunity to go to temple, you had to become cleansed before you could go to temple. And so there was this spiritual preparation where you would go to the small pool and be immersed to then be cleansed according to the law. Then we're in the New Testament and we have that guy, we actually talked about him not that long ago, in camel hair, in the desert, eating locusts and honey, peculiar sight he was calling people to prepare themselves for the way of the Lord. See, John was out in the wilderness in the Jordan. He was baptizing people. And then this moment, see, the moment that John was born for happened. And the Messiah came. And he asks John to baptize him. Now imagine being John for a moment. And being asked to baptize God. And John did exactly what some of you just did, shook your head. No, 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 no. John says, whoa, hold on. I can't baptize you. You need to baptize me. But Jesus says, no. I need to be obedient to all that the Father has prepared for me. Our text this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. And I'm going to read from the NIV. Three, yep, chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. 
It's just the baptism of Jesus here. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? And Jesus replies, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John agrees. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. I wish I was there. Heaven opened up. The voice of Yahweh was spoken. See, it makes sense that John was so confused. Because why would God take a sinner's baptism? Why would he who have no sin step into the water to be cleansed? See, we confess our sins upon our moment of salvation. But what did Jesus have to confess? He was sinless. But in order to fulfill all righteousness, he stepped into the water. Like I can't help but have this sense that John must have thought, what's he doing? This humility to be identified with us in all of our mess, in all of our unrighteousness, in all of our unholiness, in all of the ways that you and I are not like God, the Son of God stepped into that water and he publicly proclaimed the beginning of something spectacular. See, in that moment, Jesus' public ministry would begin. Anointed in the dirty Jordan, where heaven opened up. And the voice of God declared, this is my son, whom I am well pleased and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And you and I, as sons and daughters of the Most High, have been invited in to this baptism. We have been invited in to life with Jesus. See, our baptism is a declaration that our sins have been forgiven. Y'all probably sinned this morning. I did. 
I'm forgiven. See the rotten, crummy attitude? Maybe yours hasn't come yet. Maybe it's coming later today. Forgiven. The wrongs that are coming your way this week? Forgiven. We are invited into forgiveness. And today, as we enter the waters of baptism, our friends are going to declare that they know that they have been forgiven. This does not mean that they are perfect. And if this is your first time participating and witnessing a believer's baptism, it does not mean that we do not continue to sin. We do. We learn. And we still have to confess and receive forgiveness. But the sin that I was born into has been forgiven. Today, the baptism our friends are embarking on is the public declaration that they have placed their faith and trust in Jesus as their Savior. It symbolizes us being buried and raised to life with Jesus. We have entered into his death and resurrection. Today, the baptism of our friends once again declares that the Lord's kingdom has come and it is coming. Watchman Nee says, Baptism is faith in action. So I am going to invite our candidates to make their way to Pastor Kath so that you can get ready. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up as I begin to wrap up. This is a good day. This morning, If you've been baptized, I suspect you have all of the feelings of that bubbling up. It's like when you go to a wedding, and if you're married, and the the groom and the bride are exchanging the vows. When you're the pastor, you have the vantage point, and you see all these husbands and wives side glancing, remembering the covenant that they once took. It's the same for us who have been dunked. We are remembering that public declaration we made. Part of me was probably incredibly naive. There was a little bit of drama going on behind the scenes because I was breaking with a whole tradition of a village. But part of me was a little bit anxious about what would happen. I knew heaven wasn't going to open up. But I was expecting the spirit to descend. And he has been faithful to me. Every minute. Every second. Of the 25 years since. 
if you have not been baptized, if you know the Lord and you are feeling like, oh, I should have said something. You know what? We're going to do it again and again and again and again because we love parties. We love celebrating what the Lord has done. And if you're with us today and you're like, I don't know any of that, but something is stirring in me, that's this Holy Spirit. Because see, Jesus loves you. And he wants for you what he wants for me, what he wants for us. And that's for you to know him. For you to know his love and his grace and his mercy. He, he wants you to live a life in his love. Brought into his family, set apart, chosen, redeemed, anointed, and sent to be light of the world. And so if that is you online today or here, I want to invite you after our service to, to reach out to one of the pastors. It would be our honor and our privilege to answer any questions that you might have. Because see, with Jesus, life is changed forever. With Jesus, death turns to life. Despair turns to hope. Darkness becomes light. It is a deep and quiet moment, but it is transformation to the core of your being. It is an act of faith. It is a celebration. Today, in the baptismal tank, it is a message to the world that God is here and that he is transforming lives today. So today we declare God's glory with each baptism. And it's your job to cheer and it's your job to celebrate the obedience of our brothers and sisters. This is a glorious day. Today, with us, our friends choose to declare their light the light of Jesus in them. So let's pray. Then you got to sing well and give me a minute to, to change out of this and get in the jacuzzi. So Father God, what a glorious day. To your honor, to your praise, to your glory. May you be deeply satisfied in us this day. Lord, we pray over our candidates, over DJ and Dean and Lauren and Ivy. We thank you and praise you for their obedience. Thank you for their transformation. Thank you for your love poured out on them and in them and through them. So we commit this to you for your glory, for your praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are going to invite, we're going to welcome our first candidate, DJ, come on down. It is warm. Yeah, welcome him.
All right, DJ, we're going to give you a couple minutes here to share what brings you here today. Just a couple minutes. I can take five. You can have five. <laughs> Preach it. Um, well, in truth, I'm really thankful to be here. Um, this is my first opportunity actually attending this church, but you can see I'm actually Sister Barbara's son. Uh, she's always told me a lot of great things about this church and how she's been here for a while. And um, I don't really know where to start. It's kind of one of those things where I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to be saved and, and be baptized. In fact, my mom can tell you it's been a long time coming. And even as a two-year-old in the Astro van and you know, coming on the way home from church, just talking about how I wanted to be saved and how I wanted to help Jesus kick Satan's butt. <laughs> At 33, still want to do that. So it's one of the things where I'm just really grateful for the opportunity. I'm really grateful to take this commitment, take this step and be here and have all of you guys here to witness that. Um, yeah, I'm just really thankful. I'm really grateful. And I can tell you in truth how God has really and truly saved me, and especially even this year alone, it's been such a roller coaster. Started off really rocky, and, and now I'm, I'm getting married to somebody next year. I, God has led me to find this, this wonderful woman, so applaud her for that. Um, so I'm just really grateful. I, I, that's all I can really say. So I don't want to take up too much time. Like I said, the water's warm, so I don't want to cool it down for you guys. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess I'll get dunked, right? That's right. That's good. So the smile says it all. So when I stood in this tank a couple of years ago, the pastor who stood right here in this spot said to me, so I'm going to say to you, DJ, there's no turning back. Duke. That's, fine. That's okay. Yeah? No turning back. Here we go. All right, we're going to invite Dean. Nice, isn't it? All right, so we're going to let Dean take some time and share his story. Hi. A little nervous, but <laughs> anyways, when I was a kid, we, we all went to church like our, our, our brothers and sisters, but we didn't have our parents there, but on, unfortunately that happened. But anyways, I walked with the Lord for a long time, and then I, I did walk away from the Lord for a while, but I've been back with the Lord for many, many years, and the Lord is, and every day I walk with him, he just says, you know, you finally got to do this, do this baptismal, and I said, yes, I know, and I just kept hemming and hawing about it, but finally, he spoke to me, and I, I said, Lana, and I'm here, and I, and I have a verse I would like to read to you that I learned a long time ago. And it's Romans 6, but now that you have been set free from sin and have been slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. And it's so true that every day that we walk with the Lord is just better and better every day. And it's just wonderful. Thank you. So, Dean, no turning back. Never turning back. Amen.
All right, church, help me welcome Lauren into the tank. All right, I'm going to hand it right over. Thank you. So I, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail here because I, I have nothing to hide. And I am so thankful for this last year of my life. And I just I want to be able to give you a bit of a history of where I'm coming from. I can do all things through him that strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. I have said that to myself, I don't know how many times. When I was a young child, I attended church from time to time with my parents and grandparents. I had conversations here and there with my dad about God and what it meant to be a Christian. As a young girl, I was well behaved. I made my way through school without difficulty. As I approached the end of public school, I had already realized my life was much different compared to that of my friends. My brother and my dad had established a relationship that only consisted of yelling and hostility. Eventually, my parents no longer tolerated one another and my dad moved out, and my brother was making his own rules. In high school, I met a girl that soon became my best friend, and her house quickly became a second home, and she is here today. I learned a little bit more about having a relationship with God through Gina and her mom. And my faith slowly continued to grow. In the last year or two of high school, I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. And I went to parties and smoked cigarettes and I was drinking alcohol. And that took up a lot of my time because I didn't know how to cope. As a young adult, my mom and I moved in with my dad and my parents tried to rebuild what they once had. And here again, I hung out with the wrong crowd. I eventually met what I thought was a quality guy and he was not. In my early adult years, I rebuilt my relationship with my best friend, and we attended church together periodically with her mom. We were the best of friends again, and sometimes together we made bad choices. In my mid-20s, I married a military man and moved several hours away from home. And this man was not only unfaithful, but he became an expert at chipping away what confidence I had left. I was alone and lost. I really couldn't find my way through depression and anxiety. 
And happiness is what I was seeking, and I wasn't able to find it anywhere in this world. After a year of this, we separated and I returned home, again finding my way back to Gina, my best friend. And eventually, a divorce took place, and I tried rebuilding my life. I went on to college, and I became a nurse. I rekindled a friendship with an old male friend that I had, and now he's my ever-loving, committed husband. We have two beautiful boys, and life has tremendously improved over the years. The struggle with my mental health continued, though. Therapists, medication, self-help books, group classes on regaining self-esteem and taking my life back. It helped, but it was never enough. I continued to work as a nurse, and it wasn't until my 40th year that I started reading the Bible. So much has happened in this last year for the better of my life. I now have the deepest sense of joy within my heart and my mind and my soul. This joy far exceeds any sort of happiness this world could bring me. And I am completely and utterly grateful for Jesus. My strength lies deeply in God's word. Psalm 34, 4, 5 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. He is amazing and his works are so good. Today I can say I'm saved and overjoyed to be walking his path with you guys, my new family. I owe everything to Jesus and I'm so happy to be here today doing this. I give him all the glory because I didn't do it on my own. I've overcome because of him in a world that changes from moment to moment, but he does not. Amen. So, Lauren, I'm happy to tell you that since the day I met you in that aisle, your face has radiated. Awesome. It's radiated. And it is our privilege and our honor to baptize you today. No turning back. Church, would you help me welcome Ivy into the baptismal tank? So full confession here. This one's a little extra special for me. Ivy has been our daughter Hannah's best friend since like JK. 
these. She questions the timeline. Sorry, Han. They've been buddies. Ivy is special to our family. She's like another daughter to us. We, we love her dearly. And so I'm going to let her share her story with you. My journey with Jesus started when I was a little girl. My parents dedicated me to the Lord when I was a month old. I asked the Lord into my heart when I was three, and I've been working to deepen my faith and my relationship with the Lord since. A few years ago, I found this verse, and I've loved it since. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. Psalm 28, verse 7. This verse is real to me. There's been times where I've struggled. I grew up with divorced parents, but I always knew that I was loved, but sometimes it's been very hard, but God has loved me through it all. Another challenge that I have that I've faced was being diagnosed with dyslexia. It was hard to understand how and why my brain thinks differently. Thankfully, the Lord provided some incredible teachers who partnered with me and helped me become who I am today. God is always faithful. I love this verse because I know God is with me and protects me. He is faithful to me every day. He strengthens me, and I trust the Lord with my heart. Today I'm getting baptized because I want to publicly declare that I love Jesus and I want to live the rest of my life with him. I'm ready to serve God with my whole life and live according to his word. No turning back, Ive? No. No turning back. We are so grateful that you have been with us today, and this has been a Sunday of rejoicing, and I hope that as you leave today, you are encouraged that God is good, and we join with the millions of others of followers of Christ throughout all ages who join together with this practice of being baptized in water and confession of faith. So please stay with us, stay for cake, let the celebration continue. Why don't we pray before we close? Lord, we honor you this morning. We give you thanksgiving and praise because you are a good God and you are a good Father. And Lord, we thank you so much for this celebration that we've had today, recognizing those who have given their lives over to you and that transformative work is ongoing in all of our lives. Lord, be with us today as we part and go our separate ways and may the celebration continue in your name. Amen. Amen.